yeah. This album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. Yeah, yeah. And to all my peoples in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. Shake it, shake it. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper yeah, yeah, and heavy yeah, D yeah, up in yeah, the limousine. Yeah, yeah, Hanging yeah, pictures yeah, on my yeah, wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's episode four, Tim Biscuit. Do, 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 do. What? What was that? <laughs> that was Jan's horn. <laughs> this is episode four of Tea and Biscuits, the weekly podcast with myself, Cheryl Blair. And me, Janice, Miss Mad News. That's right. That's what I, oh, that's what's up, even that what up. Trying to sound like, I don't know, my name's Amarion or something. But, um, yeah, so... <laughs> wrong with me tonight honestly I'm just like I'm just totally buzzing off the fact that work was just mad today I'll tell you about that in a minute but for people that have just joined us or this is the first time listening this is a weekly podcast where we just talk about every and everything anything we've been all out really there's no rules is there Jan no rules. we're just random it's just random Cheryl it really is it's really really random of course we are on Twitter uh do find us and follow us at t and b podcast that's t for Tommy and be for Bravo podcast, and obviously, yeah, keep up to uh, date with all that's going on. And of course, we've moved from SoundCloud, haven't we, Jan? We've moved over to MixCloud. Yeah, tell them why we had to move. Yeah, because we're cheap, straight up. Our business. I'm not paying eight pound a month. It's not big pound is freeness, and that's why we're over here. Exactly. <laughs> SoundCloud are feisty. Eight pound per month, eight like pounds. just to put a podcast on. I mean, come on. I mean, what did we were a bit? I thought anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, no, it does because it's like they almost dupe you. Because what you're about to say, Jan, I felt the same way. I thought <laughs> it was three hours per week, right? For free? No, no. So when you tried to upload episode three, a message came back saying we've only got three hours left. No, tell me, I'm now forty minutes left. Forty minutes. Forty minutes, Mister. Is it? All right. Let me just move on over to Mix Cloud here. So we're on the lovely... I like Mixcloud, actually. It's cool. Quite like, yeah. 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 So if you are on Mixcloud, search for us, Tea and Biscuits Podcast. Follow us. And, of course, never miss an episode. Um, Jan? Yeah? On the 9th of March, it was the 18th anniversary of Biggie's death. No. I love Rest Biggie. Wallace. R.I.B. Biggie. Baby, baby. B.I.G. Frank White, baby. I'm such a fan. Oh, I still listen to his album now. Favourite albums, the first one. Ready to Die, straight up. That album is just raw. It's just like, his wordplay is just ridiculous. And it's so ignorant. It's just so violent. I just like it. <laughs> yes, because that's because you're violent and ignorant, Jazz. Not me, I'm joking. <laughs> it's so mean. Yeah, I just, I just want... But um, Life After Death, I like that album, but Ready to Die, I just love it. That's what New York hip-hop needs to be. That rawness needs to come back. It needs to come back, and it needs to come back quick. Yeah, it needs to come back. None of this, all these New York rappers... Trying to be nice. No, but they're doing that Southern kind. I like like rap from the South, but, you know, they they need to come and bring back that grimy New York feel. That needs to come back. I hear you. And also, I find that rappers are kind of like, it's almost like they're pussyfooting around each other these days. No yeah. one's 
no one's prepared to throw down the gauntlet and rinse somebody because if they do, it's like they all throw their blasted toys out of the pram. Yeah. You know? Well, look, oh, you know what they do now? They call each other. Why did you say that? About <laughs> You're like, really? When did, when did you start calling each other? Before, if a rapper said something about you, you came back at you. Exactly. End of. End of. But it's like now people are making phone calls or, you know, tweeting each other. I mean, this is rubbish. It's nonsense. But the only, actually, the only rapper that I, that kind of like got into the spirit of that again was Kendrick Lamar. Oh, I love Kendrick. I'm just... Even then... But even then, like, rappers were getting emotional about it. Well, this is what I was, this is what I was kind of almost implying. Like, when Kendrick said, what was it, that lyric about being the king of New York or something? There was a few words spoken on a track. In my opinion, it wasn't even that deep. And he named names. That was a big deal. He named names. And it was just like, can you just adjust your rag? Seriously. I, I remember thinking, what's the big deal about him naming other rappers? Rappers used to do that all the time in the 90s. But, but this is it. Different era now. Because it's all changed. And the only people that responded were the people that he didn't actually name on the verse. Mm. Like, the rappers. Like, the people he actually called out, they didn't say anything rubbish. Yeah, because what's his name? J. Cole got his knickers in the right twist, didn't he? Um, yeah, Kendrick said that after... Because Tim and J. Cole are quite friends. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't even a dislike to say, I don't like you. It was like a biggie two-part scenario where, you know... Even that's a madness. That you effed your wife. Oh, that <laughs> was deep. Them two, uh, you know, it burned me because at the end of the day, like, what they were about, it just didn't need to go down like that, but I had my theories anyway, which we're not going to get into because that's a scandal. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, put it this way, I don't believe the hype fully. Do you? I don't. No. I don't. Anyway, Biggie! Right, so your favourite tune, Jan? Your favourite tune? I think the one that I really liked is Warning. Yeah? Um, so what, we're going to spit some bars? We're going to spit some bars? Uh, uh, yeah, you go first. No, 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 let's spit some bars over this. Let's spit. All right, look, I've got the instrumental ready. It's going to sound all muffly and busted up because Tuesday we're recording and then it's going to be an instrumental over the recording. But if you're ready to flow with B.I.G., Jan, let's do this! <laughs> warning. This is Warning, yeah. This is what you read. Now, I must warn you guys, this is unrehearsed. <laughs> so please, don't mind us. We'll blame it on the tea, right? Okay. You ready, Jan? You ready to flow? You ready, yeah? Yeah. Alright, let's get it. Uh, baby, baby. Oh, no. Oh. Oh. Paging me five, four, six in the morning, crack a dawning. Now I'm yawning, wipe the cold out my eye. So see who's paging me? me oh, you know what? No, let's stop. Seriously, Jan. Right, then. Jan. Do you want to go next one? What's the next one? That was all kinds of buzz. Seriously, I don't even know what I was singing. I was singing some next lyrics. We need to practice. We need to go back to the drawing board. I think that was that was very bad. But I love One More Chance. I think, you know, that was one of my favourite, the remix, you okay. know. Um, we've had Faith and obviously Mary J. Blige and Aaliyah on the, you know, the, the chorus and whatnot. And everybody was like, yeah, Biggie, give me one more chance. But the lyrics for me just did it. I mean, <clears throat> can I clear my throat, though? Oh. <clears> throat> Should I do it in my Biggie voice? 
Do it in your biggie voice. All right. You're not going to laugh, though, are you? Uh, nothing. All right. I'm going to do it in my biggie voice. You ready? Yeah? You ready to feel me flow? You ready, yeah? You ready, Jan? You sure? Yeah. All right. First things first, I'll pop up. Freak all the honeys, dummies. Playboy bunnies, those wanting monies. Those the ones I like cause they don't get nothing but penetration. Unless it smells like sanitation, how hard I turn my door knob. Heartthrob never, black and ugly as ever. However, I say Gucci down to the socks. Rings <laughs> laughing at me. Don't you think I sound like Biggie? Dude, it's just amazing. It's amazing, like, isn't it? Like he's actually here in a room. With you know, people. I'm channeling the notorious B.I.G. <laughs> Seriously. Really? Yeah, I loved it. She's sick of that song on how it's so long. Thought it worked tears until I handle my biz. There I is. Major pain like Damon Wayne's. Low down dirty, even like his brother Keenan scheming. Don't leave your girl around me. True player for real. Axe Puff Daddy. restaurant in Union Square in New York because in his honour on the night the actual day of his um, 18th anniversary of his death they were serving up a special meal in honour of him and each course was kind of like inspired by a food related lyric because we all know B.I.G. loved his food and he often rapped about it so the first course was a spiced tomato soup and it was inspired by the lyrics V8 juice drinking slim fast blending and that's come from the Fuck Me interlude on the Ready to Die album. You remember that, right? Yes, I remember that. Yeah. After the starters, um, diners could enjoy cracked pepper jerk crab and lobster toast. And that was inspired by the lyric taken from the track I Love the Dough on on the album Life After Death. And it said, Country house, tennis courts and horseback riding, deciding, cracked crab or lobster. That wasn't how it flowed, but... I know it didn't flow like You just kind of get the gist, yeah. I'm, okay, try- yeah. I'm trying to front like I'm a rapper here. God. You, know, uh, you, probably, you probably get away with it. Many have. What are you trying to say? That I'm just shit, but like people just allow me because... <laughs> Look how far Rick Ross has got. Not really. Ah, oh, peace. Do you not like Rick Ross? Rick Ross is all right. Oh, oh, he's all right. <laughs> Can you imagine? You know, like last episode we spoke about... Kanye and his odours. Do you know what, Sarah? I don't want to talk about Rick Ross' odours, but he's lost weight. I was going to say, the odours probably wouldn't be as intense. He probably smells really nice. Yeah, probably. I, I think he might smell like Bulgari. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, so as I was saying about Biggie, this menu, um, there was also uh, there was a, a course of... Um, Butter poached escargot, and that comes from one of my favorite tracks. That was inspired by a lyric from one of my favorite tracks, Hypnotize. You know, I can fill you with real millionaire shit. Escargot, my cargo, 160 swiftly. Break it, Ryan, you won. Your crew run, run, run. Your crew run, run. Where were you, Jan? 
Never mind. No, I don't want to know. That was... That was... It was shit, wasn't it? No, you're really good, Cheryl. You're really you're, good. Hey, you're mocking me. You're really good, Cheryl, she says. I love it, I love it. Yeah, anyway, I'm not going to make myself look like a, any more of an arse trying to impersonate Biggie. But, yeah, I just wanted to say, like, that restaurant, um, all on, all on the, in um, Union Square in New York, £85 a pop, and you can enjoy all of that and, of course, celebrate his life. I think that they should have kept it going for at least the month of March, because it was only for one day between... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that made more sense. Between 5.30 and 10.30 at night, so it's like you've got a five-hour window. They do this every year, or is this the first year they've done this? I think this is the first year that they've done this. But I think it's probably going to be something that they do over, because I can imagine oh. it must have been quite popular. Yeah, yeah, very popular. Yeah. So, there you go. B-I-G-R-I-P. Boo, 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 boo. Uh, another person who... Uh, I, I, You know what? I, I, When I heard this, like, when this story kind of reached my eyes, because obviously I read it, I saw, well, I saw the picture first, and I was like, what the hell is going on with Angie Stone? Well. Then, when you read the story, you're just like, no. What the hell? So, Angie apparently got into beef with her daughter. The story is, or apparently the story is, uh, her daughter, who is 30, her name is Diamond, uh, she's got children, and the children were being a bit unruly, so Angie said, you know what, sort your children out. Diamond didn't like it. So she took a punch at her mum. In an act of self-defence, Miss Stone claims, she picked up a metal bar and lashed her daughter across the gob with it, licking out her two front teeth. As a result, they both got arrested, Diamond got released, Angie's still in the slammer. Not a good look. It makes you wonder, what kind of relationship do they have? Because I, I, I couldn't imagine doing that to my, one of my parents. Imagine? That would be madness. Well, Punching your mum. Nah. For a starter, that metal bar would have been the least of your worries. I would have knocked out the door with all of her teeth. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. You cannot disrespect your parents like that. No. That's despicable. And now the daughter's gone on social media posting pictures of her, telling her side of the story and posting pictures of her busted lip oh, but, and missing teeth. And the teeth. I was reading somewhere. You know what? Social media is cruel. I was reading yeah. somewhere that actually her teeth were rotten beforehand, so basically her mum did her a favour. I was just like... Why is the internet like this? I don't... I don't understand. I don't, I don't know this woman from... You know, I couldn't tell you if her teeth were rotten from whatever. Oh, wow. I've never seen her. But, <laughs> I don't know. But all I know is that them teeth look proper brucker. But you know yeah. someone's going to snap her up and say, you know, we'll give you some free uh, corrective surgery. And, you know, I mean, so she's, she should be all right. I reckon so. Well, at least her mum, well, you'd like to think her mum's got enough money to sort her out with some teeth. Well, didn't her mum auction off her back catalogue the other day or some publishing? Do you remember? It was a new, I can't oh, remember. God. It was her and this old, old school rapper. Because she's not really flossing anymore, is she? When was she ever flossing? I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> when she was riding D'Angelo. Oh, shit. That's when she was flossing. But, um, yeah. Side step that one. No, but going back to that, sorry. Do you remember when it, all came, when it came out that they were a couple? I was just like, how the hell? People shocked. Yeah. You looked at put, him and they looked at her. You wouldn't put them together because, let's face it, D'Angelo was... Listen, how does it feel? Untitled? Anyway, yeah. 
she said she said that when she was dating him before he became famous, he was nothing. She more or less said he was nothing to look at. I made him. Is that what she I said? I made him. She more I or less she said just that. Yeah. Wow. Did she actually say that, Jan? That she made him? Well, no. She no. She in terms of like like when she met him, he was nothing to look at. Oh. I think she kind of helped with his styling. Oh right. That so it was another Victoria, out. another Victoria and David Beckham type situation. Yeah, that kind of. Yeah, yeah. She kind <laughs> of yeah. Well, what did she do for herself then? All right, it's all well and good making him something. What about you, love? Well, she was she was doing really well. I thought she sounds really good. No, she's really good. But I'm saying, if you turned him around from being like nothing to look at to being a, a well-desired man in the late 90s, why didn't you do that for yourself? Yeah, I knew that. That's where you were going. But I was trying not to go. I know there. you were, but I'm going there. Because at the end of the day, I'm not even trying to diss Angie like that because... Angie's a beautiful woman in her own right. But, you know, like I said, if you're going to channel all your energy into making this man look the shit, that's energy you could be using on yourself, in my opinion. Sorry. Is that bad? No, I'm just... <laughs> I, know, I know what... Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, yeah. Maybe she could have... I don't know. What, what, what would you have done? What do you think she could have done? What could she have done? Well, I know if I had any kind of excessive amounts of cash, you know, if I was a famous singer or, you know, and I had access to um, free fitness or free uh, personal training sessions, for one. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I ain't a small chick, so I'm not even trying to diss her for having weight on her, but I'm saying that's one of the first things that you would try and tackle. I lost, lost a few pounds. You would have shipped a couple of pounds or stone yeah. even, do you know what I mean? But. Yeah. Um, she didn't do that, and then she her image was very mumsy. Yeah, it was you know you're quite yeah no you're right yeah her image was very mumsy like yeah I forgot about that it's true. And even if you are a mum, you don't have to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. You would look at her and you'd be like, yeah, that's somebody's mum, or she looks like she's got about six kids. Yeah, she. Oh God, but I, I always liked her hats and her hair. Yeah, yeah. That's what I liked, and she, I think she had, she has a pretty face. Yeah, and she was. Well, right, her clothes were just like maybe the clothes. She needed a stylist. Well, she probably should have. I actually yeah. think she was well put together for what it was. Yeah. But it's just the styling. I don't think. Styling. Yeah, it was a mumsy type of style. That's all there is to it. Yeah. It made her look older than her. Yes. Because I'm sure even then she wasn't that. She might have been in her 30s then. I don't think she was. No, she wasn't yeah. old. Cause how old is she now? Well, she's 53 now, apparently. 53 now, yeah. Oh, yeah. Her but... daughter's 30, so that stands to reason. Yeah, but uh, she did tend to look a, a lot more mature than her age, I think. At the time when she first came out, which is a while ago. So. Yeah, it was a good while back. And I mean, and then I suppose that's why people were like, what are you telling me when you hear Angie Stone and D'Angelo are an item? It just doesn't compute. I, listen, I, I, could, I remember I was a friend that told me, I said, no, you're lying. No, they're not. Where'd you hear that? That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not accepting it. What are you about? Yeah. I wasn't like, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a bit hard to swallow. <laughs> They had a child together as well, didn't they? Yeah, that, yeah, that was it. It's like, are you sure? What do you mean? But maybe it's, well, he might have, he, you never know, right? Um, look, I'm going to try and psychoanalyse him now. He might have had attachment issues to his mum, with his mum. So meeting someone like Angie, who is 
perhaps a little bit older than you, but acts more like a mum. Maybe he yeah. felt. Maybe yes. <laughs> Maybe it was like a. I don't. I don't know if you watch. You watch Empire, don't you? Maybe it was like you know the youngest son seen Naomi Campbell and he's calling her mummy. Yeah, it's a bit. It's, Maybe it was a bit like that. <laughs> it's a bit. Oh no! Can you? Yeah, but then no, no. Let's not go there. <laughs> but D'Angelo. I mean, speaking of D'Angelo, do you um, have you heard his new album? No, I haven't. But I've heard good reviews, but I never bothered to download it. I just heard a lot of people say that the music's good, but they can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, he he sounds like. <laughs> Seriously. And it's like the beats are kind of heavy, you know, there's a lot of kind of it's very soul and funky and well, some of the tracks are. Um, it's a good album. It's a very good comeback album. But it's long overdue. That should have been ten years ago, man. But yeah, it's been when was the last album? What? Twelve what no, fifteen years 15 ago? Fifteen years or something. Time? It's like what well I know he, he was I know he's had a lot of issues and stuff, but yeah. it's been long overdue, but you know, that man will always make money from touring. Like, people will always go and see him perform live. So. Yes. And, and that's where the fuck at these days. So. But it's just shame, isn't it? I mean, like, you know what? I really don't mean to throw emphasis on looks because it's just not that important, really, in the grand scheme of things. But when you have come from how does it feel... Yeah, I'm going back there. <laughs> yeah, that was the truth. And that 10-pack is now a 1-pack. You kind yeah. of think... Mm. He's been working out a bit. Like, before, he was huge. Yeah, he was a bit of a bloater, wasn't he? Yeah, but he's worked out. He looks a lot better now. If he really worked out, he could he could get that ten pack again. <laughs> yeah, I think he could. But you know what? Oh my gosh! I remember growing up watching that video. I'd be like, can't the camera just pan down a little bit more? Yeah, I was always wondering. Oh, this is. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I want to see it. I don't want to see genitalia. That was alright. No thanks. <laughs> you, you didn't want to what? I didn't genitalia. <laughs> no, I did. I wanted to see it. <laughs> I wanted to see what he looked like because they made him almost look like an action man. Yeah, like, so he looked a bit weird when it, the camera... Anyway. Yeah, so I wanted to see how weird the willy looked. No, I, I didn't want to see his genitalia. Oh, I did. I was, I was just happy looking at his... Um, Torso. <laughs> Maybe I don't know what was wrong with me then. <laughs> I just got it. I Long established that you need help. No! You're worse than me. Don't try to act like you're all civilised. All civilised. <laughs> Don't listen. Do not take the... Anyway. What do we... What, 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 what do we do with Kanye West? Idiot. Why are you wearing your wife's shoes? Boots, should I say? Your wife's booty. <laughs> what an idiot. Do you know what? I look past the leather skirt business. Because mm-hmm. the skirt actually... Probably... <laughs> It kind of did, yeah. Like it did work, but this this is just going too far now. What do you think he's trying to achieve? Because all right, first and foremost, I think we need to understand that actually that whole thing there with Kim and Kanye that night it was supposed to be about Kim because she was wearing this kind of lacy, open-chested kind of almost um, you know German kind of looking. Catsuity thing, yeah, tacky shit. And that was supposed to be, yeah, because they were going to the Givenchy um, presentation. Yeah, they're at yeah they're at Fashion Week, but I think it was a a Givenchy um, presentation. And actually, Kim was wearing a Givenchy outfit, 
and the boots, the open toe boots, which someone on my Facebook called them steel toe cats. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's what I was like, are we looking at the same picture? But anyway, um, it's amazing what people see. Oh my god, that's funny. But Kanye stole the show. He was wearing galoshes. Oh. They were like galoshes, weren't they? <sighs> that man is doing my head in. I know that he's into fashion, but come on. It's too much. Oh. He reminded me of, and I know I've referred to this guy before in a previous podcast, but he reminded me of Gargamel. Remember Gargamel's boots? <laughs> Gargamel, the Smurfs. The Smurfs, yeah. He used to wear the red boots, but they looked like that. But obviously, Kanye's were black and in velvet. And those, the boots that Kanye was wearing, they're for women. I don't care. Those boots are not for men. Imagine if your man tried to come out of you in them boots. Oh, I'd kick him up. I'd take the boots and lash him around the head with them. And they had heels. They were high heels. Yeah, block. Block heels. Yeah, block block heels. Taking the prince. Do you know what I mean? Although Kanye's not that tall, though. Um, no, he's definitely taller than Prince. He is taller than Prince, but I'm saying he's not yeah. that tall as a guy. He's about 5'10 or 5'9, I think. I thought he was 5'7. No, I think he's a bit taller. Oh, was it? Okay, I'll take that back then. I thought he was a bit shorter. I thought he was, like, not short as in, you know, real short, but I thought he was... He's actually quite... Yeah, he's actually... Maybe a 5'9, 5'10, I think. Really? Check that on Wikipedia. Yeah, because next to Kim... Because Kim Dinky... How tall is she? She's really she's small. Okay. I don't know, I have to check that out, but I don't know. I remember yeah. when I, I saw him in person, he didn't look that short. Maybe not. About, yeah. He might have had heels on. <laughs> you know, like you know, like the um the hidden wedge in the trainers. Yeah. Maybe he had a pair of those. He's winding me up. <laughs> he it's it's a bit enough. I mean, he busts out. He's in. I mean, the suit itself, what he was wearing, weren't too bad, but. Those boogers, I was just like, just stop, just stop. And then if that wasn't enough, we were blimmin' subjected to his attempt at doing the robot on stage in Paris. Did you see the video? I saw that. <laughs> but what was he dancing to? I don't see. I, wonder, I just think Kanye's trolling. Like, he's just doing things that are white. He must are. be, Jan. He must. Although he can't be serious. That cannot be serious. And he can actually dance. Well, I've seen him. But this is what I was thinking. Messing around. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm sure I've seen him. All right. Okay, he's not a Chris Brown, but I'm sure I've seen him do to like a move. Yes. He's just being silly. I hope so. He can't be serious, but those moves were just... Jan, I hope so, because that was just... I was at work. I could not stop laughing my colleagues were looking at me, so why are you laughing? What are you laughing at? But it's the music. <laughs> it's like it's just not even in sync. It's just silly. I think that man does, he does have a sense of humour sometimes. Sort of. <laughs> but it's his face. He's got that kind of one look, hasn't he? Bless him. Yeah, I think he does that on purpose half the time. <laughs> well, that's what he said, didn't he? He said he doesn't smile because back in the day, that's what they used to do. They don't oh, smile. Yeah, it's a like nice smile, skin teeth, and then, yeah. But he's got nice teeth, which is, it's bizarre, isn't it? Because he's got a nice set of teeth. He's actually got a really nice smile. He's had a load of work done. You remember his jaw was smashed he, to pieces? It, it, it was, you're dreading. It was. yeah, Yeah, it was in the car he's crash, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's got, yeah. He's got a nice smile. And I like his, his daughter, like, I love North. 
She is she's gorgeous. She's inherited his facial expression. She has, absolutely. Yeah. And she's just like, she's just such an amazing little child because, like you said, she's got the facial expressions, but it's like she knows when to drop them already. Yeah, it's true. Especially around her parents. It's almost as if, oh, you two are so stupid. Annoying, <laughs> yeah. Just get me out of here. I just, oh, Why am I here? Idiot. Bless her. <laughs> She's so gorgeous. She really is. She definitely got the best of both worlds there. Yeah. So every time I see her, I just, oh, she's so sweet. I just want to... Oh, she's so sweet. Let's hope she doesn't grow into a little spoilt brat. Mm, I chance of that. Hopefully she'll have more sense than her mother. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Or the grandmother, more importantly. Grandmother. Hmm. <laughs> Let's hope so. That Chris, I tell you. We... Anyway, I know we touch on her most weeks, but she is just... Listen... Chris Jenner is a genius. I know you. I know you think she's a genius, an but evil, evil professor. Yeah, you can see her cackling over her flipping cauldron, <laughs> innit? <laughs> you will buying to keep it up with the Kardashians, cause we will infiltrate your mind. Hey, like the wicked witch of the west. Wicked witch of the bloody world, mate. <laughs> that woman. Well, anyway. Well, she's getting hers. You see the young, the young buck that she's banging. Is that that black guy she's dating? Yeah. What is he doing for a living? Who is? It doesn't is matter. <laughs> He's digging out Chris Jenner. It's all gravy, baby. <laughs> I just find it interesting that they've all like she's now dating a black man, wow. but they all seem to gravitate towards black men. I just find it quite interesting. It's interesting, isn't it? And it's funny how well, yeah. obviously Bruce wasn't black. So what the hell was going on there? It's just all of a sudden it's a bit weird. That's quite Chris Jenner. All of a sudden she just switched. Mm. This black man now. What does what does he do? What does he do for a living? Well, isn't he some sort of um PR guy or something? He works with Justin oh, Bieber or something. Does he? Something okay. like that. He's, he was affiliated with Justin Bieber. I was reading somewhere along the line. I don't know if he it wasn't management, but I think he was one of he, he has something to do with Justin Bieber. Something okay. Because I, I was wondering. I was just he just seemed to pop come out of nowhere. Well, that's what they all do. Now. Well, that's what they all do. It? And she not being funny. But she's from the wrong side of 50 anyway. So any young black guy that shows her an eye, she's going to take it regardless of what he does, Jan. Come on. <laughs> Opportunity. Yeah, she is. But again, and I, we've said this before, I suppose if you sat down with her on a one-to-one, she's probably a really nice woman. Yeah, she's probably, yeah. yeah. But we can only mm. take what we're, what we're fed. Well, yeah, that's true. And they and they've now signed a hundred million dollar deal with E to make I more know. of those dreadful reality shows. Lord Ryan Seacrest is laughing all the way to the bank. That pisses me off about E, like E Net E Channel. I used to like it, but now it's like whenever I turn my channel over, there, the Kardashian reality shows on. It's always on. It's all it is that Kardashian channel now. Yep, it's saturated. Uh, too much. It's just too much. And if it's <laughs> and if it's not keeping up with the Kardashians, it's Kim and Chloe do New York or some nonsense. Yeah, Oh, what's the, what was the other sister? What's it? Cl- Clea? Courtney. Chloe? Chloe? Yeah, Chloe. Chloe and Lamar. And, oh. oh, it's Courtney and whatever, whoever. Chloe and Miami. Drug Ma. Yeah, but, oh, it just never ends. <laughs> exactly. God, the, the, two, the younger sisters, the Jenna sisters, I bet they're going to have their own shows soon. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, Kylie can talk about her lips all day because they're fake. Kylie needs to sort her life out and stop hanging around with paedophiles. Oh, the me- oh wow! Jam! 
Just putting it out there. Just need, Tiger just looks so sad. Like, mm, Tiger just needs to rethink what he's doing here. It's just bizarre that he went from, like, Black China... Yeah, it's all... Yeah. To Kylie. Kylie, you know. It's the whole bizarre that he got with Black China in the first Well, place. yeah, I mean, that was... That, that was... That was uh, a bit of a phenomenon anyway. Yeah, go and hook up with Stripper and before you know it, they're having baby together. The baby's like, cute, though. Oh, yeah, I've seen the baby, yeah. But it's, I don't know, it's just... It's very strange. It is all and bizarre. He's from, a, from a wealthy background, like... He's not even from where he says he's from in Los Angeles. Well, they're all pretending, they? Yeah, it's, oh, I don't know. Just watch it's it. like Drake. Drake's like, you know, he doesn't come from the hood or whatever. He's actually, you know, come from a well-to-do family, doesn't he? Yeah, he's from Canada. But sometimes he tries, he goes into that thing where he tries to make out how him and his mum were struggling. It's like, no, Drake, Oh, whatever. No, you weren't. Isn't, it, isn't his mum Jewish? His mum's yeah, Jewish yeah, and his dad's black, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Dad's, yeah, from Memphis, Tennessee. And his mother's, uh, yes, Jewish. He wasn't struggling. No, I don't think he wasn't. I don't know. But he, sometimes, like, if you listen to his music, he'll say things like, he'll sing about, oh, they were struggling and how he was, his mum was struggling. It's like, I don't know. And what do you mean you struggled up the road with the carrier bags? <laughs> it's like, Drake was on a TV show at, like, the age of 12 or whatever. Degrassi, remember Degrassi Junior High used to come on... But he was in it later on. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching Degrassi in the 80s on BBC One. But then it went on for years, and I think he was in it in the 90s or something. Or early okay, 90s. yeah. Yeah, but it was a good show. But, um, yeah, so he was making money around them times. So, I don't know. It's an interesting story. I like Drake anyway. I yeah, I know you've got a bit of a soft spot for him. I like Drake. Like, all his albums are good. Like, his latest album just gets me through my day, and I listen to it going to work and coming home. Are you still battering it, Jan? Am I still what? Are you still battering the album? I am. I love that album. Mm-hmm. It's such a good... I like all his albums. I never thought I'd be a Drake fan, but I just like all his music. I just love it. I love his albums. It's just really good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'll take your word for it. Another person's album I'm looking forward to... Uh, hearing is Sierra's because she's just got the new the new bit. Huh? Yeah, you're really looking forward to a Sierra album. <laughs> yeah, because you know I like Sierra. I do like Sierra. Do you, like, I, do you know what I liked when she? I liked when she first came out. I thought she was really good then. And then it's like she went off to Hollywood, and then it just all went downhill from there. No, I yeah. I mean, I think her music has definitely changed, but I still have time for it because. Every now and again, and I wouldn't say it's all the time, but every now and again, she pulls one out of the bag. And I just love the fact that she just, she's quite different in the sense that she's very much about her dancing and very much about telling a story through dance. And I love all that because I just think it's, you know what I mean? It's not just tits and up. All right, yeah, she gets her ass out, but it's not in that kind of way. She's a dancer. Yeah. She's really good at dancing. I I think her music, I think... A complaint about her, a lot of people have said, is that she doesn't give enough of herself in her music. Like, you don't really know much about her. Mm. And we, you know, like, a lot of music fans like to know about their artists. Not that you want to know all their business, but you kind of, you know, expect to know a bit more about their lives. So well, now I think that's good. But she, now she's promised, she's actually said now that she's going to be a bit more honest about herself. Well, I don't think she needs to, to be quite honest with you. And you see, this is the problem. You know, people seem to think that just because you're in the public eye that you must tell everybody in the old damn business. No. I just think, no, I 
think they're thinking in terms of if you remember Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. you know Mary J. Blige. You remember that her songs were quite sad. But yeah, it was, her, it was her life. Yeah, and people connect with her because of that because she was quite honest. Yeah, I think that they're looking for in Sierra. Maybe, but yeah. this is the thing. I mean, how I see it, and I totally accept that. But then. Some artists do that and they do it well and that's what gets them through. But others, they don't necessarily need to because the music kind of stands for itself. But I know what you're saying and maybe Sierra's fans want more from her, but I think she's done all right so far without. But then in saying that... Well, the the problem here, the reason why she's saying that, like, she's taking a change in direction now, is because the last albums, I think, I don't know if it was the last one, which came out a good couple of years ago, didn't do that well. Did it? Oh, the one with... It's not been... No, no, no. Since she left her... Um, you know the first album who was it who worked on that was album it Jazzy, Jazzy Faye yeah, Jazzy Faye Jazzy mm. Fart where did we get that from Jazzy it might as well be Jazzy Fart <laughs> <laughs> but yeah when she left him it's like her sound changed it's like, I guess maybe she felt like she needed a change mm. but it kind of backfired yeah, that, I, yeah I can accept that and actually yeah I think that's 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 a point, but then even that, if you look at the album when she first came out, Goodies, you know, it wasn't even too much, there wasn't anything really about her personally, it was just like banger after banger after banger, okay, she was new on the scene, so I guess it's just tapping into that, but we'll see. I think this new album is, is, is more personal, she said. Yeah, that yeah, that was it. She wants to be yeah more personal. So then, so she's gonna be talking about her breakup with Future. Oh you know, my that's God. what she's gonna be about. That's what I bet about the new video, the new yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's gonna go down that Mary J. Blige route where she's gonna be honest and talk about things. That's what she's gonna. Let's see if it works. Mm. I hope it does. I hope it does for her because I I don't know. I just get a nice vibe from her, and I think she's got amazing legs. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, she, she looks good. I she don't... Look good. Yeah, I, I I think, you know, like, obviously, you don't really pay too much attention to, like, all right, you might look at a woman's dress or you might... You could acknowledge whether she looks good in something, but I can sincerely say I would happily take Sierra's legs. Yeah, she... Yeah, she just looks... She just looks good. I mean, yeah. she had a baby, what? Was it about a year now? Not even a year. Yeah, she looks amazing. So... Good luck to her. I hope it kind of works out. I you're right. She does drop the odd song that you think, yeah, that sounds good. But, you know. I hope so. I mean, she's been doing quite a bit of sort of like, um, you know, she's been featured in a lot of magazines. She was in that, is it Le Une, um, the Italian edition of Vogue. She did like a a, a spread in that, which was really amazing. That spread was brilliant. You know, she's... I've seen her all over the Daily Mail website, so, you know. They they seem to like her on there. Oh, Daily Mail just pick up on everything. <laughs> they do, but you know, there's certain people that they kind of push a bit more than others, and she seems to yeah, be one yeah. of their one of their faves of the moment. <laughs> well, she's friends with the Kardashians. I'll leave it there. <laughs> well, you know, that's obviously what we need to do, Jan. What become friends with the Kardashians? Get friendly with the with the cards. With the cards. <laughs> Call them cards for sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway like i've said before well we've both said before actually individually i'm sure they're all lovely people but as a collective and the way they're peddled not feeling it they need to just get lost now it's just everywhere everywhere they're just all over the like i said actually they need their own tv channel that's what they should have oh it's coming (laughs) coming it has to be coming soon (laughs) kardashian 24 7 can you imagine yeah yeah People will tune in. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what they should do. And it's really sad because they've got... Obviously, they've got money so they can afford to do... I mean, like, Kylie, again, just kind of picking on her a little bit. You know, the whole thing... Kylie was 
the one that had really thin lips, flat body, no chest. All of a sudden, my girl got batty, titty, lips, everything. Imagine a young girl looking at that that liked them for, you know, them as youngsters. And now they've got to try and keep up with that. It's just, it's just not, nah. It's just, she says that the lips are just something to do shit. with drawn in. Them lips, listen. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> them lips, if them lips are drawn in, nah, I was going to say something. But if them lips are drawn in, I, boy, they ain't drawn on. They're pumped up. There was something's going on there. Yeah. I don't even pay attention to them. I try not to pay any attention to them. Give them your energy, innit? Oh, just give me a headache. I just, oh, God, piss off. <laughs> but kind of coming back to Black China and Amber, just a little bit. Um, Amber and Black, uh, they were paid for appearing at the Ace of Diamonds Club on Monday. And um, Amber Rose and Black China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently they made it rain, baby. They made it rain. 10,000 on strippers. These two have a penchant for strippers. And they spunked 10G in on this strippers. club. Yeah, but I think it was all publicity. They've probably given the money. Oh, please. No, but I'm saying to the point where they're given the money, like, this is what you're going to do. You're gonna yeah. Spend the money. And you just throw it over these just women. throw it like, over these hoes. for a minute when I first saw them. <laughs> are they stripping? They're back stripping? Oh. I don't know what they were... they're doing. But, but you know what? People need to remember with Amber Rose, and I again, she's someone that I rate because it's like, she's one of them, you can take it or you can leave it, type of chicks. If you yeah. don't like what I'm about, then don't look. Yes, yes, that's true. And she's very much in your face. She was on Instagram the other day talking about, you guys love slut shaming. Good. I feed off of that. So she's basically telling people, slag me off because it just lies my pockets even more because that's what she's about. Why don't people get that? Yeah, that's how she, that's how she makes her money because what else can Amber do? Oh, we've kind of gone through this in it now. Let's not be bitchy tonight. <laughs> Amber could probably do quite a bit. I, I, well, you know, yeah, but... Could. No, but I like Amber. I do like Amber Rose. But, yeah, that's how she makes her money. So, while she still looks good, she might as well try and make as much as she can. Is Nick Cannon still managing her career? I believe so. She's hosting something for him, I think, this week or next week. Some event. And okay. I just thought, okay. Right. So, Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's move along. No, but no, I think Amber. I think Amber. I think Kanye secretly wants to get back with Amber. Can I just say? What? Why? I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think he would take. I think he'd steal peas one more time. What if she? If she? Okay, if they were in a private room, if they just ended up together somewhere. Yeah, he'd take private, it. You think he would? Oh, I suppose it would. I think he'd take it. I think oh, God. But then you'd have to take 30 showers again. Right? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that bit, so maybe not then, yeah. <laughs> Are we so full of crap? That was just so it's disrespectful. Exactly. It's like when you were with her, you know, because he approached her, he took her to Paris, taking her to fashion shows, he was photographed kissing her. He didn't think about showers then. What, there wasn't an issue then. He liked being with her, so why come out with something like that now and imply that she's dirty? Kind of full of shit. Yeah, just shut up, Kanye. Shut up. Yeah. And then she's pissing me off because then she's saying, there's so much things I could say about Kanye, but I'm not going to say anything. Oh, oh well, we want to hear it or just be quiet. Yeah. Oh, God. I want to hear what dirt throat. she's got on him. I want her to throw him under a bus. <laughs> what was that? I want, I want her to throw him under a bus. I Blatant? Want to <laughs> I want to know. 
that friend that he has in Paris that he visits all the time. I want to know everything. Yeah, he, he, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Kanye's got some skeletons right in the back of that closet, boy. <laughs> yeah, you know. But apparently she signed a confidentiality she agreement. She did. So. I yeah. couldn't believe that, actually. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of them do anyway. A lot of these celebs do just to... Even if there's nothing too sleazy, it's just to stop people from talking, isn't it, really? You probably got Kim to sign one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Can you imagine their conversation, like, away from prying eyes? It must be so basic. <laughs> she sounds... It's probably ran in. I can imagine him just ranting about, about everything. racism, about racism in the fashion industry, and her just going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Oh my god, I can see it. I can imagine just ranting. It's just like, oh. I think, yeah, I think he's just, yeah, I think that's the general gist of his conversation is yeah. just annoyance. Yeah, just I can just imagine him just being angry all the time with the world. Maybe not, but. I, seems quite angry and probably and i think he suffers from depression i look at that man and see yeah uh, did you say from depression i think he does Mm-mm. i think kanye west kanye west seems a bit sometimes just not he, he seems a bit bipolar yeah there's something yeah something not quite right there and i think a good counseling session could help him yeah jokes help. aside jokes yeah, aside john i agree yeah because something. Well, he becomes another statistic in the mental health system. Wow. I think you should actually talk to someone because mm. something's not quite right there. Something's not together. Bless yeah. Him. But, but talented man, I like his music. But yeah. You know. Okay. So Emily Sandy, uh, today I received this random email, Cheryl. It was just random hmm. email from a restaurant publicist. Oh wow. Um. Informing me, telling me to hear about Emily Sandy celebrates her birthday at the Gila, Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh. Yeah. Rest, uh, restaurant. Um, I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to do with this news, but anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> just randomly like that. Landing just in time to celebrate the last few hours of her 28th, 28th, show, <laughs> 28th birthday. <laughs> Hold on. 28th birthday. Singer Emily Sandy took... 28 of her best pals, including rapper Wretch32, who also celebrated his birthday on the same day, to the eccentric Pan-Asian Gilgamesh um, restaurant in Camden, um, London, last night. Um, Causing quite a storm in Camden's stables market, the singer was in great spirits, posing for pictures and photobombing amongst diners. Was she really causing a storm? I don't know. No, hold on. Um, I'm just stuck on the photobombing amongst diners. Yes. What does that mean? I don't know. I I have no idea. But but then it goes on to say... um, Oh, something about bombarded with birthday wishes and pictures from her 1.2 million Twitter followers. <laughs> Sandy um, thanked her fans with a special message, message and also reflected on the year to come. She said, thank you for my birthday wishes. Wishes. Feet back on London soil for tonight's celebrations, followed by 28 reasons to, to know. Or some, some crap. So, first of all, let me say um, happy belated birthday to Emily. Um, but secondly, twenty eight. 
There is no way that woman is 28 years old. I re- that must be her industry age. There is no way that woman was born in 1987, maybe 1977. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Not in ni- no, hold on. Not in 1987 when I started secondary school. No mm. way. Oh, no, no way is that woman 28 years old. Why? I, you know what? <laughs> what do you think? I don't think she's 28. I certainly don't no. think she's 28. She's no. in her 30s. I yeah, think I think she's in her early 30s. Yeah. I think she's in her early 30s. And yeah, I agree. I think it's probably her industry age. It's her industry age. I remember when she came out, they were trying to say she was 23. I'm looking at one figure. There's no way that no. was She's got an older no looking way. face. I'm, but then again, <laughs> some people are unfortunate in the sense that they can look older than they are. I'm trying here. I'm trying to help her out. I just... No, no. I, she's a talented woman, but sorry, I just... She's not 28. No. No. I don't think... I, I wouldn't... No. I wouldn't call her 28. I mean, we could be wrong. She could well be 28, you know, Jan. You should be... Yeah, well... Yeah, maybe. But I'm sorry, I'm she not... Don't look it. <laughs> she doesn't look it. No. She doesn't look it. She looks like she's in her 30s. She's doing an Angie Stone. 1987, though. Like I said, 1977. Mm, not mm, 1987. Or even 67. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> you know what? You've got too far now. Nah, that's liberty. <laughs> liberty taking. Oh, Lord. That's liberty. That's liberty. <laughs> but, yeah, that was Emily Sandy's. Huh? I don't know why they send me these kinds of press releases. Oh, another thing. They sent this, but they didn't send any pictures. Oh, that's a bit strange. What are you supposed to do with that, then? I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it, so I thought I'd share it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Random press release of the day. I'll sleep well tonight. (laughs) What? I'll sleep well tonight. Yeah. Knowing that. Yeah. So that's what's going on in the world of UK entertainment. Hmm. Lord have mercies. That is bloody good as it gets. That's as good as it gets. <laughs> well, I tell you someone who's going to be sleeping well tonight is Nona Gay. Because, as we all know, if you've been watching the news, a jury in the US has ruled that the writers of Blurred Lines, Pharrell and Robin Thicke, one of the best-selling singles of all time, might we add, uh, they basically copied a Marvin Gaye track. Now, jurors uh, in LA decided that the 2013 single... Uh, breached the copyright of Gay's 1977 hit, Got to Give It Up. And there's that year again, 1977, Emily. Um, (laughs) Basically, the family have been awarded $7.3 million, which equates to about just under £5 million uh, in damages. And um, basically... It's quite deep, actually, because obviously Marvin tragically met his end uh, in 1984, in yeah. April 1984, and he left his children with the copyright to his music. So that's all they've got, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I suppose if they believe that there was an infringement, they're going to go after it like a, a bull to a red rag. And that's basically what's happened here, isn't it? Well, as far as I'm concerned, Pharrell and Robin and T.I., they're just old teeths. You know what I mean? They oh, knew... They... <laughs> I like Pharrell. Yeah, absolutely. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, and they knew what they were doing, and it's just like I'm. I'm really glad for the gay for the children, um, because after anyway, <laughs> this is really good news. But Nola Gay, his daughter, did you see her um, video statement? The statement. 
her message, her statement that she gave to the press after. What, the one that was talking about how she feels free? <laughs> okay, no, no, less of the theatrics, love. Yeah, it was a bit dramatic. Yeah, crying, dressed in... She, she was behaving as if she'd just come out of, like, a murder trial yeah. or something. It's like, dressed in black, dark shades, talking was... about, right now I feel free, free from Pharrell Williams and Robin Fick's chains. Oh, please. And what they tried to keep on us and the lies that were told. Like, Look, Nona. I'm happy yeah. you, but stop, stop this. Do you know what I mean? Nona, <laughs> we understand. Yeah, exactly. No, no, we get it, yeah. Your your dad's music got teethed, right? You was mad about it. You've got yeah. your justice now to just cool your breeze. But it's funny because Pharrell basically admitted that he recognised the likeness between the songs, yeah. but and, and he even went as far as to say he was channeling uh, the late 70s feeling yeah. when he co-wrote the song, but um, yeah. he, he, you know, he said that Marvin was not on his mind when he did it. But that's not really good enough, is it? Because I, I could sit here and I could write a song and I could be channeling, like, the 80s, 90s, even 2000s, yeah. thinking of Michael Jackson. If it sounds like a Michael Jackson song, then I'm going to yeah. get saved for it. Do you know what I mean? He should have yeah, picked up on that before he released it, really. Like, what could happen? But what, from what people have been saying, like, many have said that Pharrell Williams, like, he's been doing this for some time like, ripping off old songs mm. that he, I guess he feels people wouldn't recognise or... You know, because you know them old-school artists, a lot of them lost out on royalties, like, contracts that they signed. Yeah. Or, you know, it's really sad, really. And, like, they've said... I'm not saying that. Pharrell, I like a lot of his music. I've always had an issue with him, though. I've always found Why? him to be quite pretentious and just up his own arse. Do you reckon? Like I just want to bat him. Yeah, what makes you say that? I like him. I really like him. But you know, it's funny. Like last year, when he had to give um, his own testimony, I guess it's a deposition. Because you know, this has been going on for like. Oh, what? God, yeah, this has been dragged out. Dragging on. But he said in it, I think the lawyer for the gays, he, um, yeah, the gay family, Uh I think the lawyer wanted to know. to know if he could read music read his, yeah. if he could actually read music so he showed him a, he showed Pharrell a transcription of a song and then asked him to identify notes and durations so Pharrell responds by saying I'm not comfortable so that so the attorney keeps pressing him like I want you to read this music and then but just to prove that he could actually read music, but it's almost as if Pharrell can't actually read music, but he's said, told people that he can actually read music, mm-hmm. but for some reason he refused to do it there. And then the attorney um, wanted to know, like I was saying that he was getting really evasive during the deposition, mm-hmm. and the attorney wanted to know whether um, Pharrell w- was influenced by Marvin Gaye. So this is Pharrell's response, Gerald. He's an Aries. I respect him. Oh, no, well, that... Yeah, yeah. Answer the question. Stop being an asshole. I just answer the question. He's trying to be funny, isn't it? He's trying to be yeah, kind of like trying to be funny, but sidestep the question. Yeah, mm. and then um, during, uh, also Fick. Robin Fick has said that he didn't write any of that. Robin Fick needs to sit the fuck. Th- no, yeah. sorry, I shouldn't even swear. Robin Fick needs to <laughs> sit down. It, but he took credit and Williams I think Williams uh, Pharrell agreed 
but he said that in the music industry they tend to do that like they will they will like an artist will credit themselves just to make it look as if they've done something yeah exactly it's really weird it's just really weird it's all bull it's all bull and they but fixed argument well their their argument was that um like after the decisions we made that they have they actually have to pay 7.3 million dollars to the family have they said for an attorney that oh the decision in favor of gays air hairs airs could have a chilling effect on musicians who tried to emulate an era or another artist's sound right and i'm thinking yeah like actually force them to bring something actually do something exactly <laughs> yeah, do something different okay because <laughs> that would be such a bad thing <laughs> so it, it just makes you laugh isn't it like you've been nabbed just deal with it do you know what i mean yeah but uh, do you know what will happen they will i think they're going to appeal this isn't over yeah no it's not over it's not over they're, they're not going to hand over money like that i think they're going to appeal this and this is going to go on but the family have actually said as well that what do they say they said Oh, a lawyer for the estate of Marvin Gaye tells Rolling Stone that he um, that they will try to block all future sales of blurred lines until a, an agreement is reached. What? I think, yeah, they're gonna, yeah. So of the Marvin Gaye estate, because they're still, even though like the the jury said, yeah, you need to pay them seven point three million. I think we we know that they're going to appeal. Yeah. They're not just going to leave it like that. They're not just going to go. To save face. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's to. all about ego, so let's see. <laughs> let's see what happens. Yeah, no, they've got to. They've got to. It's madness, though, but let that be a lesson to any kind of producer that feels that they could just nick, even try and get smart with themselves and, and nick. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I think, also, you know Pharrell's happy song? Doesn't yeah. that sound familiar to you? <laughs> like what? The f- the happy song. Yeah, it but just sounds something about it sounds very familiar. The melody, I don't know why, but anyway. What a did 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 It just reminds me of something. So maybe someone will come to him for that. You know what? It's this not, might be. Have to be careful. I was, <laughs> was going to say this might open up a whole can of worms. The floodgates. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh Pharrell, I want to be in your shoes now. But I know whose yeah. shoes you would want to be in right now. Uh, who? Estelle's. <laughs> who? Estelle's. Estelle? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. I well, know Estelle's um, your favourite girl right now. Don't front, Jen. Okay, Cheryl. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, some of you might know, if you're a fan of the drama, American, US drama Empire, I love it. Mm-hmm. Estelle, um, UK singer Estelle, appeared in the show last week playing a guess what a singer from west london um yeah called delphine who strikes up a friendship with r&b singer jamal lyon Mm -hmm. like he's the gay one he's the gay son in it Mm -hmm. played by jossie smollett i think jossie smollett is that that probably that's how i'd say smollett yeah smollett um yeah so but yeah, they strike up a friendship as she, like her character Delphine, strikes up a friendship with him as she is the first artist to show him genuine respect and support. So she enters um, the Empire Entertainment fold to record a few songs. And one of the songs that they sang on that, that show together um, is actually one of her songs, apparently a hit single called Conqueror. It, was a hit, it came out earlier 
was it earlier this year? It's taken off her new album, album True Romance. Yeah. Um, the song was also remixed as a tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, now, Estelle, yeah, she appeared in it last week, just wearing this long Pocahontas lace front, just bone straight wig. And yeah, what's your point? Huh? <laughs> what's your point? What? No, no, I'll just tell you what, what she's wearing. It's just like, no, but short, that's what I was going to say, like short hair suits and stuff. But anyway. No, but Jan. No, but Jan, yeah. don't you want to have like your hair like that? Say again? Don't you want your hair like that? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, it's just short. I'm so used to seeing her wearing short hair. I just think short hair suits her. Like, this was just some long, like. Like Pocahontas, like down your back. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, don't you... I thought you wanted your hair like that, that's why. Don't I want a long Pocahontas um, lace front? Yeah. Well, I have nothing against lace fronts. I just don't want them that long. <laughs> I think it would suit me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> long hair like that wouldn't suit me. It's just like, it, it would be too obvious. But anyway... <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> no, but yeah... But I suppose that's the character. The character is supposed to look like that. Okay. And I, I, I think, like, I think Estelle's going into acting. I mean, remember, I, to me, I always think of Estelle as a rapper. Yes. That's what she was good at. I've never rated her as a singer. I, I think her singing's got better over the years, but when people go crazy over her singing, I just don't get it. Mm-mm. I just don't, vocally, I don't think she's that strong, but... Um, it's good that she's done really well because over here it's like labels didn't know what to do with her. She went to America and she's she's become a success. And that's yeah, really, she has. That's really good. So and to see her in Empire was good as well. You know, it was good. Yeah. You know, I don't know if she's going to be a recurring character, but yeah, well done, Estelle. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes. Even so, if you're not a fan of the Weave. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> you didn't need to. I just say that the hair. I just thought that was a wrong. That was a wrong look for the character. Like this mm. long, long weave. It's just bone straight. It just didn't. You know, Estelle looks good with some nice shortcuts. But again, it's, she's playing a character. A character from West London. So called Delphine. What are you trying to say? No, that's where she's from in real life. Yeah, I know. But what are you trying to say about <laughs> West London people? What are you trying to say that they look funny? You're saying that they look funny. That they look funny. The wig look funny. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm asking you, do you think people from West London look funny? I just thought, it just, I don't know, it's just weird. It was just, it was just, I don't know. I'm probably pulling Jan out, you know, she's just like, that, that, you know. But, you know, you know, Cheryl, you haven't watched it yet, so maybe you should watch it and then we can... But I've seen, I've seen stills. I've seen stills of it. And yeah, no, I agree. I think... But I think you need to see it when it's in action. Oh, really? Moving, the way it flows. That's oh, what wow. Them ones. Them <laughs> ones there. Okay. All right. I'm going to check but it out. But well done, Estelle. No, for well, real. Estelle's doing well. You've got to give credit where credit's due at the end of the day. You've got to give her money, yeah. Give her props. But remember the Brady Bunch? Brady Bunch. She's always on repeat. Yeah. Even now. <laughs> well, Maureen McCormick from the Brady Bunch... She's currently in the South African jungle for the Australian version of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And, she um, must be desperate for money. Anyway, yeah, blatantly. <laughs> but what annoyed me, well, she would say annoyed me, what got me, what put my ears up, is the fact that she sat there and she confessed that she used to date Michael Jackson when she was between four, 14 and 16. And she said that they held hands, but they never kissed on the lips. 
I read this. I was thinking, oh, just a non-story. So obviously she couldn't, she's not very interesting and that's the most interesting thing about her. I just think he probably had to, Michael Jackson was a bit of a, anyway. But No, what are you I, trying to say? No, not really. No, from the moment I saw it, I thought, no, this isn't the kind of dating, like, they weren't. No, they were just probably just friends. They were just friends. To him, she was probably just a friend. Yeah. And And they just kissed on the cheek. So where's she going then? Roller skating. So where's she going? Where is she going? Why does she feel the need? Because you know, like, when it comes to Michael Jackson, I get little defensive. Where is she going trying to make these big old dirty claims in the jungle? Trying to get people to say, oh, my gosh, did you go out of Michael Jackson? Yeah. Oh, wow. Tell me about him. No, was he weird? Yeah, you went out. You, so what? You went to Michael Jackson's house as a friend. You probably needed friends at that age. It was a huge star. Exactly. And all they did was roller skate and kiss and kiss on the cheek. That was it. Hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. It's a no real story here. If it's gonna, not. She was going to. She was going to tell the story of her and Michael, you know, they were you know, doing things, you know. Yeah, exactly. You're right. It's a non-story, but it just kind of like, I was just like, excuse me? And? Exactly. And? Your point? It would have been more of a story if she said that they were dating when he was 30 or something. Exactly. Or it would be more of a story if she said that she took his virginity or something like that. You know, like something, something that just like, whoa. Yeah, you just, you you just went roller skating and you held hands. Big deal. That's it. All right, Maureen, calm down. Do you know what I mean? Maureen needs to just relax her skin, seriously. I know you're such a big fan. You must be so angry. I'm vexed. Can you imagine? Oh, I'm actually vexed. Be- no, because you know what? Yeah, exactly. Shut it. Let's move on. Jeremy Clarkson. Now, Jeremy Clarkson. I don't... I don't even know where to start with this dude. So apparently he's been suspended from the BBC and because of, you know, he allegedly, and I say allegedly, but a BBC News special correspondent has confirmed reports that he hit, slapped a producer uh, in an incident last week. Now, the BBC has suspended him. And they're just calling it a fracas. Obviously, they're trying to be diplomatic with the truth. A fracas, exactly. I laughed and read that fracas. Exactly. So they've confirmed one episode due for broadcast on Sunday uh, would not be shown of his show, obviously, Top Gear. Um, He himself hasn't commented yet, but a campaign has been set up online and so far over 300,000 people have signed and this actual campaign was started by a political blogger Guido Fawkes so he kind of like he was the one that set the ball rolling and um yeah I just think when is this man's lives going to run out seriously the thing the the, the thing that gets me about this is that Jeremy Clarkson has been racist Mm -hmm. he's the n-word yeah you know he's just been really offensive about other groups as well but each time he's got away with it, he's come with some lame apology and the BBC make an apology on his behalf and that's it. But now, now that he's boxed down some BBC producer, suddenly they want to do something. Mm. Suddenly they want to suspend him. And Jeremy Clarkson thinks he's untouchable. Yeah, well, this is this it, point, isn't it? Yeah, he thinks, he believes, he believes his own hype. And he believes that, um, what's the show, Top Gear? Mm-hmm. Top, Top Gear Gear won't survive without him. He's got it into his head, he's untouchable. He's on Twitter making jokes. 
Tim, it's still a joke. Yeah, it is very much a joke. Tim, He's not taking it seriously. But don't underestimate the BBC, because the BBC, I remember... You remember what happened to Christine Bleakley? Mm -hmm. who, used to who used to host The One the Show. The One Show, yeah. Right. I remember when um, she started going out with Frank Lampard, the footballer, and her profile, her profile, like, she became more and more... Like, every minute she was in the D Daily Mail, they were always writing about her. Like, she was kind of up there with Cheryl Cole. Mm. I remember, like, her, you know, her profile shot up because mm. of that. So then next minute, the ITV decide now that they want to poach her from the BBC, and they were offering loads of money. Like, obviously, um, ITV's independent. They've got loads of money to throw around, unlike the BBC. But anyway, so... They came and they said that we'll offer you such and such a big TV, big deal with the with ITV. So at this point, she thought she could, she could perhaps, she thought again that she was untouchable, and she felt, I think she felt her or her agent felt that they wouldn't, the BBC wouldn't want to lose her because the one show was really successful mm. with her on it. So she goes to try and play hardball with the BBC. Coming and it flopped! The agent, or the agent, the agent was saying, uh, apparently said something like, you know, if you don't pay us such and such or match ITV's offer, then we're leaving. The BBC turned around and said, you know what, Christine, if you want to go to ITV, go. We'll replace you. And they found a replacement. The replacement was someone who sound, a woman who sounded exactly like Yeah, and looked and like her. her. Yeah. And the one show is still going and is still successful. Yeah. Don't the BBC, because the BBC have said that no, I don't know, no one is bigger than them. No, no well, they, bigger well than absolutely them. not, because they are the platform at the end of the day. Yeah. So, Jeremy Clarkson, Jeremy Clarkson best watch himself, because I can see them actually turning around saying, we don't want you back. Yeah, they because it's too much. Yeah. I don't, has it ever occurred to anyone that the reason why Top Gear is so successful might not necessarily be because of him, but because... People, especially men worldwide, love cars. Yeah, and they go That's around they the world. Have, yeah. They love cars. People are not, probably not even focusing so much on him, but the actual cars that are featured. I think they could get someone that else to front that show. Yeah. Easily. They could get someone to front that show. No problem. Yeah. And actually, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to breathe some fresh new blood yeah. into that. And people would still tune in. But he thinks he's untouchable. Like I said, on sitting on Twitter, making jokes. Yeah, he has been, hasn't he? He's been talking about films that could replace this Sunday's show. And actually, yeah. in The Sun, in which he writes a regular column, he's mm. been saying, I'm having a nice cold pint and waiting for this to blow over. Oh, do you know what? BBC executives, just get rid of him. They have to. You know what? Just I think I've got, I've got a feeling that they're going to make an example of him, you know, because... Yeah. It's been too many times. He's come out with too many... As you said, he's been racist. You know, he's... Yeah. He, he was just warned the other day for making some comment whilst filming. Really? You know, and that's not the first time he's, he, he's overstepped that mark. So, yes. you know... About eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a nigger by its toe. And he, do you remember? That's what he was saying. It's just... You know when you just think you're bright, oh, you're, you're bright. And then, and then come out with some lame apology and the BBC is standing by him. They you need see? to get rid of him now. Yeah. <laughs> Jan Sessel. Yeah, no. Teach that Even his daughters, they're tweeting, making jokes. Yeah, stay there, keep laughing. Mm-mm. This, this could backfire on them. Because they time. said that there's not going to be any show this week. This week, or that's they, right. When is it, Sunday? Does it come This on? Sunday, yeah, 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 Sunday. And they said in the near future. 
don't know what's happening. Well, they're obviously assessing it. They're probably having meeting upon meeting upon meeting to decide what the hell to do. You know, what would be the best way to move forward with all of this? It's madness. You believe your own hype? You think you think you can then box down BBC producer, whoever it is? And you know what killed it? It was because there was yeah. no hot food. See? I can believe Feisty. it. Feisty. Feisty. Yep. The BBC hmm. better, anyway. <laughs> the BBC, no. He's, he's got to go now. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they've got a replacement in mind. Yeah, They'll probably. They're probably. That's probably what's going... taking them so long. That's probably what's yeah. delaying them. They need to find but someone. But everyone's going on like, oh, yeah, Top Gear, you know, because it's a huge show. And it's like, oh, you know, it can't survive without him. Yes, it can. Mm. Yeah, Just it can. keep the nice cars coming and find a decent host and it'll be fine. Okay, so uh, next story. Um, actor Adam Deacon... Um, those of you will know Adam Deacon from the films Kidhood, Adulthood, Anotherhood. Yeah, that's it. Um, anyway, he's been charged with possession of an offensive weapon. Um, Deacon has been released on bail after being arrested for allegedly threatening members of the public with a sword. The 32-year-old from East London was charged on Thursday, February 19th, following the incident on January 6th. He he has he, actually he's already appeared in court. He was he appeared in court on March sixth, accused of a fray and possession of an offensive weapon, namely a long bladed sword. Where you get that from? Mm-mm. It is believed people were called to Deacon's home following reports of a man armed with a machete style knife. And you know this isn't the first time he's been charged with something because earlier this year, Adam Deacon has also been charged with um, the online harassment of actor director and former friend Noah Clark. Um and he's gonna appear in court in was it May? Those of us who are on Twitter and have followed Adam Deacon and seen his tweets well, I'm not gonna say anything more because it is it's gonna to go to court, but we all know the coup here. Yeah. We we kinda do. I mean Adam yeah. Adam needs a big hug. He needs someone to wrap their arms around him and embrace him and say, you know what, it's gonna be okay. Because seriously, I don't know what's going on with this dude. Seriously, I don't know what's going on with him. Why would you... First off, where did you get the sword? That's what I want to know. Right? And then secondly, what did you think you were going to achieve by wielding it, wielding it about? Allegedly. 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 <laughs> oh, sorry. Allegedly. Now, again... We can only speak on what we what we've read or what we've um, seen or whatever, but it's not looking good for Adam, is it? It's not looking too good. Uh, something's going on there. What do you think's going on there, Jan? Well, I've always felt that I never quite understood why a man in his thirties, a man in his thirties, Cheryl, still insists on going around constantly using street slang like he's an 18-year-old roadman. It's like, you're... Like, and his fan base, they're quite young. But it's it's just weird to me that, like, why are you still trapped in... Like, you're in your 30s. Like, grown men shouldn't still be, you know, going around saying fam every minute mm. and blood and wagwan. And it's like, 
between the ages of 12 and maybe 22 yeah he's he's trying to appeal to them but after a while it's like come on you're a grown man mate well this is the thing and i mean you know he's an actor at the end of the day yeah your characters are probably what has drawn the kind of fan base that you have fair enough but i still but it's like he's he's like he's playing out his characters that we've seen him in like yeah that he played in kidhood and adulthood in real life yeah it's like, but you're not those characters but if you go on twitter i remember he's going twitter his fan base talked to him as if he was as if he is one of his characters in the film mm. as if he's the character of jay in kidhood it's like well this is a man in his 30s but this is the thing but then it's, it's down to him life, but, but it's but then it's down to him to, on how he engages back and if he's entertaining yeah. it then that's what it's going to be in it it's like he needs yeah. to kind of take the lead on it yeah, that's fine. No, I always find that behaviour kind of peculiar. Yeah, I hear There seems to be a lot going on there. There seems to be a, a lot going on there. But these, well, the 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 um the trial, well, the trial with um Noah Clark, the incident with Noah Clark. I mean, that's happening in May, so we can talk about that again after. Yeah, after after, after it's done. Through. But that whole situation yeah. there was just deep, anyway. You know. That was yeah. It's, Deep, it is very deep. So yes. We'll I mean, how are you harassing the dude and his family? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. Allegedly, for even for them to drop the allegedly, there's got to be something there in the first yeah. instance. It shouldn't even come to that. Much less having the family involved. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah. yeah. We'll wait. We will wait, and we'll wait and see what happens in May. But whatever's yeah, going on. Not- Whatever's going on with Adam, I just hope that it's addressed. And I'm sure loads of Adam's fat friends and family will be there supporting him. Of course. While everyone, while everyone blames Noel Clark for everything. Because yeah. Noel Clark is a bad guy in all this, for obvious reasons. Well, it's, it's going to be in it. That's, that's, what his fa- that's what his fans are going to think, and do you know what I mean? So I'm sure Noel won't lose much sleep over it, do you know what I mean? So he's doing his thing, and rightly so. Big up, Noel! Can you imagine? Big up, Noel Clark, yes! <laughs> It's what? Is it? Oh, what you ride and die for him? Eh, eh. <laughs> like I said, when it wait until May, and then we can we can discuss we'll this see. after the trial. All right. Yes, trial. Yeah. <laughs> In it. Once it's all said and done. All right. So, um, interesting story I found while trawling the internet. Um, lady, excuse pronunciation. I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, but I'm going to try. Oghosa, Oven Rioba. Oghosa. Ovien Rioba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just call her double O, yeah? Um, because I, you know what, I, I, I really hate it when people say names wrong. People say my name wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you say okay. Cheryl wrong? But yeah. people do. So I do apologise because I know that's a mispronunciation. But anyway, yeah. double O, she's 22. And um, basically, she's a successful law graduate and vlogger. But she, yes. interestingly, has a background... Uh, which would shock most people. She was addicted to porn. She would watch, she would lock herself away in the room and watch adult films endlessly and she would masturbate between five and six times a day. Okay, so it was just like straight, listen, need to get my rocks off. Now, she comes from London and she said she was just 14 years old when her addiction began back in 2006. And she basically says, Porn was dangerously easy for her to access, and it was initially out of curiosity. It was just a simple Google search for me 
get an adult movie. Um, when I first watched it, my reaction was shock. But gradually, over time, that shock becomes excitement, and I would use any porn that I could get my hands on. But soon, as with anything, the addiction spiralled out of control, and she was watching it so much that she started to get bored by normal porn. And, um, yeah, she basically became desensitised to it. Right. But I, I watched this video after you sent me the link. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she did say that she kind of calmed down after she got got a boyfriend. Yeah. Because obviously she could take out her frustrations out on him. Well, yeah, basically. <laughs> didn't need porn anymore. But, um, well, actually, but, you know what? I would argue with that point. I don't think... I think when someone's addicted to porn, it's got nothing to do with them um, having regular se- or normal sex with a, with, a, with a significant other. It's an addiction. It's like anything, isn't it? If you're addicted to it, well, you... yeah. I mean, how did she cure herself then? Well, did, uh, I didn't well, get to that bit. Well, apparently, um, she was watching for a period of two or two to three years. She was watching porn on a daily basis, and as I said, yeah. masturbating over six times per day, and um, it all kind of came to a head when she joined the church. She found Christianity, oh, right. and she knew it was time to confront her problem. And she spoke to a friend about the addiction. That was like a huge release. And from then, you know, well, that was basically her first step. And she she believes as a Christian, she's got to remain controlled, and um, right. you know, concern yourself with what you let into your heart in terms of what you see and what you do. She's very much about trying to live life good, trying to live it the right way for God for Christ. Um, so basically now to kind of deal with the addiction and so that it doesn't come back she doesn't read sex scenes in books and she doesn't listen right. to over sexualized music either okay. so that's her way of coping i suppose it's like if someone's a cigarette smoker they have to stay away from people that smoke stay away from shops that smoke. you know just keep yourself away from temptation i guess is the is yeah. what she's done there so, so she's saved now, isn't she? She's a saved woman. She is indeed a saved woman. Yeah. But I think it's just interesting because I think the, the the times in which we live, Pornhub, yeah, just putting it out there, yeah. anyone can access it, do you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like, yeah. It's, 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 it's a compendium of every kind of pornography you can imagine. I know. And it, well, I know you know, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, the way you said it was like, God, Cheryl, I know already. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, Jan, I know you know, girl. <laughs> so what's your favourite category? <laughs> oh, no. Listen, Cheryl, I'm a saved woman. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't visit porn sites. <laughs> now, don't you dare blaspheme by claiming you're saved when you ain't. <laughs> no, but good on, good on this. I mean, she's she's twenty two. She's twenty two, and she's turned her life yeah. around completely. I think it's it's good because so the point that I was trying to make before I, before I digress was that because porn is so accessible, I think there's going to be a lot more cases of this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially young people kind of learning about themselves and understanding themselves. You can imagine like porn would be a great way of understanding what it is you like I don't, I don't I mean say great in that sense but you know it will help like a, a young person perhaps say oh, well you know what I like that or I you know what I mean wrongly I'm not yeah, saying it's the right way not at all but it's I, there 
I remember, I was about last year or maybe the year before last, I, I watched a documentary on Channel 4 about men who were addicted to porn, like addicted like this girl was. Like mm. every minute they were just on the internet watching porn. So they, they based the documentary makers, sent them to, um, what is it, America, where they film all the porn films? Yeah, somewhere in Los Angeles. I can't remember. Oh, what, what Vivid Entertainment? But, sorry? Vivid Entertainment. <laughs> well, they went all... <laughs> I remember, like, they, they took them to, to go and actually watch porn being made, like, live. And it was just awful. Like, this was, like, low-budget porn. It wasn't Vivid. You know Vivid's on, like, top tier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm but this was low-budget. And they they went to watch, like, a, I think it was, like, a gangbang scene. It was awful, Cheryl. Like, mm-hmm. one of, like, they were about, they, like, they were, they were taking strangers. I don't know if they were strangers off the streets, because obviously you have to get tested before you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. But, like, there were loads of men there, and there was probably about four girls servicing all of them. This went on for hours. Mm-mm. Like a gangbang. Yeah. And at one point, one of the actresses, the poor actresses, had to stop. She was just in so much pain. And she, I remember it was it was really uncomfortable. It was just really... It's quite sad. It was yeah. really uncomfortable to watch. And the men who were addicted, like, you could see on their faces, they look, they look really uncomfortable. They look shocked. Like, after they left that, after they experienced that, they said it makes them think about porn differently now because what the women have to go through. And then, and then after, after that scene was done, like, because I think they were broadcasting it live on the internet. Mm-hmm. And after that, the men who were filming it, like the, the owners of this low-budget porn company, they took their turn. They had their turn. By then, the women were exhausted. But the thing is, though, Jan... Whilst I understand that, and yet, okay, it's not nice, it's not pleasant, these women have choices. They choose to do porn. Yeah, oh yeah, of course they have choices. But the the, the focus of this documentary was about the men. I think after, I think they claim that after that, they they barely watch porn anymore. That's what they say. Rubbish. But I remember the look at rubbish. But I remember the look on their faces. Like, they were just, they looked quite shocked. They were probably horrified at how cold it was. It was cold. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, as I said, you have a choice. It's like any job. These women know what they sign up for. No one's forcing you to do it. It's not like you're on the, you know, the bottom of the pile where you, you know, you've got X amount of kids to maintain. You ain't got. A lot of these women could be doing regular jobs, but they, they want to, to and they choose to. So for whatever reason they choose to do that. Yeah. You're, you're thinking that why would you put yourself through this? It's just, like... Yeah, it's a bit... It's a, well, I mean, anyone that thinks that porn, like the making of porn, is all about love and sensuality yeah, is stupid. It's, like it's not. It's not at all. You know. The women half the time, I think the actresses don't really enjoy it. No. You can, you can, yeah, they you just can get, get bullied. Way. It's like, when I say bullied, I yeah. mean by the buddy. They get proper just like have up. And even like, I'm not being funny without getting graphic, and we've all seen pornos, you know, yeah. even the way some of them, like, sorry to be graphic, but like, you know, like the, the oral sex scene, it just looks brutal. Yeah. And you just think, gag. That's all you can think. Cause, it's not even that. Because porn is more or less made for men, isn't it? Of course it, it is. To, yes, it's very yeah, much. It's, it's very much for them. Fun. <laughs> yeah. It Obviously, is. women like it, but some women like porn. But it's more direct geared towards men, I think. So yeah, but no, I mean back to Double O. I mean she's turned her life around, and like many, 
She was addicted. So she'd say. So, so she'd and you don't know what she'd have behind closed doors. <laughs> probably, do you know what? She's probably watching it with a pasta. Can you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Chad, you're just scandalous tonight. <laughs> Go on. What is going on with you? Stranger things have happened. Sure. I'm telling you. you Listen, know that. let's not even. It, hey, let's not even. Let's not. What are you trying to imply? Let's not even go there. Oh dear. Yeah, but um, okay. stranger things have happened, and actually, yeah. a really strange thing happened thanks to you. Actually, you want to blow me up about sending shit over email? What about the email I received from you about blimmin' Nick Gordon? <laughs> Oh my god, mom! Mom, I've lost. Situation. I shouldn't laugh, but oh, what an idiot. Mom, I've lost the legend, and I've lost Chrissy, and I want them back. Explain, explain what this. Okay, so Jan thought it would be amusing to send me an email whilst at work. I have you know working on something quite important. Open up the email, blam, follow this link, and you know I can't resist a good old link. So I followed it, and it was like a trailer for uh, a, a new Dr. Phil episode featuring Nick Gordon, who is the, inverted commas, husband of Bobby Christina, who is currently in a coma, uh, the daughter of Whitney Houston, yada, yada, yada. Everybody knows who, who and who. So basically, he's going to be featured on the Dr. Phil show, and he's there with his biological mum. And just in this lip, what, it's about 15 seconds, 30 seconds of a trailer... And he starts off, the trailer opens, and you hear, Mom, oh my God, I've lost the legendary And I was like, what? I had to rewind it, because I was like, it just sounds like squealing. Do you know what? I'm just shocked at how whiny his voice is. Yes. I never expected him to sound like that, because I never heard him speak before. Well, this is it. You just see his mug all over the gaff. Yeah. He like... was saying... Mum saying to his mum, I've lost the legend that is Whitney first. And then he was saying, I want Bobby Christina back. And I just thought. You're acting, love. Yeah, it's very fake. Because then, as it went along, I think Dr. Phil said something about, I'm going to tell you something or something. And he turned around and he goes, you're not going to talk to me like that. And Dr. Phil was like, oh, yes, I am. What about the fake hyperventilating? Oh, yeah, when his mum goes, oh, calm down. And I thought, it's just too much. Yeah, Nick, come on. Oh, God. And then in another clip, there was another clip that was not that clip, but the other one that we were listening to earlier. And it was, he was saying, I hate Bobby Brown. And I thought, you sound about four. I should laugh at the picnic. I should laugh at him. Did you start to pick me? I had to pick on you. Me. <laughs> but, oh, it's just like Nick. I, oh, Nick. Yeah, he's definitely on something because there's an intervention. Yeah. That was the angle they were promoting it from, that they're gonna stage an intervention, which means he's on something. Yeah. They need but Dr. Phil, I can't take him seriously. He's a bloody charlatan. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago when he was actually friends with Britney Spears and her family. <laughs> and this is when Britney Spears was like going for like just having a nervous breakdown. Like she, you know, it's obvious that she suffers from a form of mental illness. Oh, absolutely. And she was having a breakdown. She was admitted to hospital <clears throat> and he was with her. Right. And I never forget. It was a whole like it was a whole media circus. Like the media TMZ was parked outside the hospital and she was in there. And then he came out. 
remember Dr. Phil is supposed to be a professional and, you know, it's supposed to be her friend. So anything the family or Brittany told him was confidential. Dr. Phil comes out, I never forget this, comes out, stands in front of the world's press and just exposes the woman's business, says that, yeah, she's had a, a nervous break, she's had a mental breakdown. Mm-mm. Tells them everything. And I'm thinking, so what's happened to patient-doctor confidentiality? What are you What are you doing? I think they, they kind of, the friendship's over now. They, the family were just like, like, everyone was appalled, even Oprah, because Oprah basically gave him his break on TV. On yeah, no, show. yeah, because his show was like a spin-off, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a spin-off. And everyone was just disgusted. It's like, what are you doing? That's why I can't take him seriously. Yeah, he's a bit it's of It's all mob. about fame. He doesn't care about it. He doesn't care about people. Where did he get his degree from? The internet. It's a charlatan. He's just an idiot. Yeah. No, it's true. It's, oh, stop it. I just caught what you said. He got his degree from the internet. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a bit He's a bit different. It's it's all just yeah. a bit different. It's just like, from that... From that moment, what he did to Britney Spears, like, everyone just lost respect for him. Because up until that point, people liked Dr. Phil. Even I liked him. Mm. I used to like seeing him on the Oprah show. But he was very direct. Yeah. He seemed to know what he was talking about. Seemed to, yeah. yeah. But then after that, it's like, you don't care. It you took just, a nice dive. You just exposed that woman's business. She's a patient in a hospital and you've just come out and given the world's press her confidential information. Yeah, he's just, he's an idiot. But then even in saying yeah. that, though, Jan... This family knew what they were putting themselves in for. Why did they opt to go on Dr. Phil? I don't understand. <laughs> Dr. Phil, you know, out of all the people, why don't you just get it private? Why does he need to go on TV? <laughs> exactly. Bobby Christina's still in hospital, hanging on by a thread, and you, you're going on TV, drugged out of your mind, chatting rubbish, chatting pretending breeze. to cry. Pretending, did you see any tears rolling from the Crocodile tears! Did you see <laughs> Full of frass. Pretending to cry and talking about Whitney being a... What? We lost the legend. Is that what he said? Yeah, oh, my God. I lost the legend. That is Whitney. Oh, God. Jan, I don't know. I'm all out. I'm all out. But I know there's one okay. thing you wanted to announce before we bounce for the, well, for the evening. Well, this is just a reminder. I think I announced this about, was it last week? But I'll announce it again. Mm-hmm. Um, the ACLT, African Caribbean Leukemia Trust, will be registering new potential stem cell blood and organ donors on Saturday the 14th of March at the Capital Extra Studios, Global Radio Studios, 30 Leicester Square, London, WC2H 7LA, um, anytime between 12pm to 6pm. They will be registering potential potential donors across the three uh, registries, blood, organ and bone marrow, from the ages of 16 to 55, to register as a potential bone marrow uh, stem cell donor, you will be asked to watch a short presentation and complete a brief application form. You will then be um, asked to give a cheek swab. And that is all. No blood will be taken on the day. Yeah. So go down and support. Definitely. Again, we fully endorse all of what's going on over at the ACLT and the drives and, you know, the fact that we're trying to, to drum home awareness and get people on that register because you just never know when you might or when there might be a family member or a friend or someone close to you yeah. that could benefit from it. So if you're not doing anything, put that in your diary for this Saturday. Get yourself down to Capital Extra. Definitely. Yes. And, of course, make sure you find us and follow us on the Twitter at T&B Podcast. That's T&B Podcast. Uh, find us on the Mixed Cloud as well, T&Biscuits Podcast. 
and follow us and of course uh, that way you'll never miss an episode we can also be found on our personal twitters mine is cheryl's world s-h-e-r-r-y-l-s world and i'm at mad news blog there you go fantastic john i'm all out seriously i didn't even ask you what tea you were having today. that's how deep it was uh, i'm exhausted cheryl exhausted i think i need a cup of tea yeah what are you going for <laughs> Do you know what? I think I'm going for peppermint tea tonight. Yeah, I think I might have some chamomile. Yeah. Anyway, on that bombshell, we're gone. Baby, baby. 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 Baby, baby